and welcome to episode five of the American Redemption podcast. I think we have a great topic that we're going to cover today, which is the case for self-reliance. And what we mean by that is really not being dependent on not just government entities, but the system as a whole. And I just talked to a guy today where I live who said he lives 39 miles on a farm away from uh, the gym that I just started training at. And he said, I have no time for that noise and I don't want to be around it and I don't want to be near anything that I I work around on a day-to-day basis. I'll make that commute and have my, I guess, my cake and, uh, and eat it too and just living off the grid and I thought it was pretty amazing now we're not going to tell you necessarily per se today to go that extreme but we're going to give you we're going to give you some guidelines on how you can angle yourself towards that or not live off the grid and just have the means to support yourself if uh things were to go south so Andrew Take it away with that. Wow, episode five. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can't believe we made it this far. People still listen to us. Amazing. And it hasn't dropped off too much since our first episode. That's that's crazy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm just I'm just living actually. I I haven't really felt this good in uh in a while, uh putting our our plans into action and honestly not involving myself in politics, just actually being a a human being and living my uh, my day to day life has made me an adversary to the yeah. regime, and, and it, it makes me feel great. Honestly, that's, that's the mission of this podcast. So, what did you start doing? So today, I started my training at our local jujitsu gym. I was there for an hour session. I, w- I was pouring sweat. I was surprised at how much I uh, and how much I sweat. It's crazy. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Obviously, don't have any uh, prior experience in the martial arts or self defense realm, but I, I just enjoyed the uh, a hit workout combined with just an information session on how to be be. Yeah, it's crazy. Ta- they, ta- call it, tactical they call it like human moving. chess because you have to know oh, all these moves and you have to like learn how to put them together. So it's just as much mind movement as it is a physical. Game. Oh, absolutely. I was, I was telling the guy today that, uh, I enjoy work because it challenges my mind and I enjoy, uh, playing sports like let's say basketball because it challenges my physical, but this is really the, the culmination of, of of everything. I mean, it, it, it's everything. It's not just your body. It's, it's your mind and sharpening your mind and sharpening your body and, Maybe one comes before the other, but it, it's getting you to that that point, and I think it's I think it's amazing. It's really cool, and my teacher says that within six months of training regularly, that you will be able to handle yourself in uh, any street fight. So that's really awesome. You can get to a good place in your self defense journey in just a few months. It's awesome. So anyway, let's get into the topic for today: the case for self reliance. We're going to start off with the why, and then the who and the how, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the more like material things 
here, and then some of the skills you should build that fall right in line with the case for self-reliance. So first off, why self-reliance? I think that's kind of obvious at this point. You know, we want to be able to avoid reliance on the government or the regime. You don't want to be uh, relying on your local grocery store when bad economic policy sends inflation through the roof. You don't want to have to risk everything. Um, you know, you don't you want to have to. Did, no, did you see the price of uh, Thanksgiving uh, turkeys uh, year over year? I'm sure they're up. I'm sure they're up. Double. It was, I think it was uh, the average size turkey ran you like $27 last year, and it's going to run you $55 this year. It's insane. Oh, my gosh. This is the worst. And gas so, is – I mean, I've seen gas in this state at three sixty-five. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, we don't want to be reliant on that bad economic policy. Uh, and then we definitely don't want to be a victim. You know, if someone tries to cancel you and you're reliant on, on your job and your all your local regime-sponsored institutions, you're going to be easy to cancel, easy to control. Make it impossible to cancel you. This is what they fear. We, I, I'm I'm just I'm just laughing at that when you were talking about your local grocery store because we have a we have a uh, we have a we have a, a Whole Foods in this area because it's a little bit nicer area and I refuse to look at it. Regime sponsored. I, I I I I said this. I said I I can't buy from Whole Foods without just imagining me getting a, a like a bag of groceries with like a Jeff Bezos just like maniacally like chuckling. Uh, in, in the background as I walk out of the Whole Foods. So yeah, I, I actually saw a study that your uh, your testosterone drops by 15% the moment you step through those doors. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, some some might say that it's backed by it's backed by the real science. It is trust the science. All of the uh, the high tea shoppers shop at Seven Eleven for all their needs. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, we want to, you know, maybe have a little garden. We can have some, some vegetables and some fresh herbs, stuff like that. And if you're really pro, maybe you'll even have, uh, like, some chickens or something. Some couple guys I work with actually just purchased, like, entire cows. They're like, yeah, we just bought a half cow. It's going to last us a whole year. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so that's awesome. But let's say I'm not starting at that point. Let's say... I'm in my apartment as me, myself right now. What can I do to make this a better situation? Yeah, so we talked about avoiding disruption caused by bad economic policy. Inflation numbers came back at 6.2%. So you're going to spend more dollars on your needs and less on services. This is going to shrink the, the economy. So you're going to have to put more money into things that you need every day bread milk bread was two for four now bread is two for five and you you think that's a uh yeah that's that's a little thing but when you get nickel and dime on every single thing i did a half grocery run this this past week and i tracked it it ran me 67 dollars. i guarantee you last year if i made that same grocery run it would cost me 50 dollars or like 55 dollars. that's an oh, extra don't even get me started on the so, there was this. So, uh, are you familiar with Meatball Monday at the uh, college we both went to? I am not. You don't know about Meatball Monday? Well, it was this little deli 
Meatball Monday was a great meatball sub for two ninety nine, and then come back. This was after the COVID, so in the fall of twenty twenty, I come back, and the Meatball Monday is now three ninety nine. A whole thirty three percent increase. That's inflation right there. Some of the worst. But yeah, we want to counter this by buying in advance, buying in bulk, and holding assets that will appreciate. So don't hold too much fiat currency. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would just follow up on that by saying, yeah, you do want to have some cash reserve. You don't want to have absolutely uh, no cash because cash right. is still the method of uh, of payment in our society. I mean, there there still is faith in the U.S. dollar at this point, and it's how you do transactions on your day to day basis. But anything that I'm holding. I would say long term is definitely in value stock, uh, crypto, yeah, gold, silver. I mean, any anything that that is a is a holder of value. Yeah, so, that's what we're calling level one of our self reliance hierarchy. Level one has have some cash savings. I think six months of expenses is uh, probably the the minimum. You could go to a year, but I wouldn't go higher than that. And this is, you know, it's a very attainable in my opinion, but a lot of Americans don't even have this. So just by having this level one achieved, you're off to a good start. So have, have those living expenses in cash. Don't touch it. It's a good start. The problem here is it's not inflation resistant. So uh, every expense, every dollar you've saved right now is worth less. And if there's no supply, well, then it's no good either. Like during COVID, when all everyone uh, bought all the toilet paper up, no matter how much emergency money you had, you couldn't buy any toilet paper. So we got to be resistant to supply shortages as well, which is level two, the big shopper. You want to have some non-perishable food reserves. Um, you don't necessarily need, you know, you want to be able to have enough food so that you don't necessarily need to shop every single week. That's just a way to benchmark it. You don't want to use this supply. Um, you So the way to do that, is to buy like beans and rice and meat just buy a little bit extra every time you go shopping um and don't use the reserves so steven you were pretty good at this you had a little bit of a store of food and you lived in an apartment so you're like a good example of how anybody can do this how'd you what was your strategy yeah when we uh went to the uh grocery store i would say there was maybe one additional shopping spree that we made at uh at sam's club to buy a lot of things in bulk and initially that maybe ran us let's say 150 to 200 dollars each now not everyone has that kind of money lying around to just blow on a on a random uh shopping spree but after that I would say every every single week that we bought groceries, it was a priority to maybe add a couple cans of soup if they were on sale or finding beans where they're on sale. Like you mm -hmm. can pick up your local grocery ad and and see what's on sale. Like, oh, baked beans are 10 for 10. Well then, okay, I can get uh, 
maybe I don't need to buy all 10, but I could get five cans of beans for, for five bucks and I'll add that five bucks onto my grocery bill. You're not really going to necessarily see that. You you can make up the five bucks somewhere during during the week by cutting back on uh, going going out maybe one less time during the week or something like that. So it's kind of just reading the room and knowing your your local store that that you shop at and uh picking things up that you know will still probably be there the next time you shop but just grabbing a couple extra things to uh yeah sure up your uh supply so yeah one week it could be soup one week it could be beans uh i know uh people who don't have freezer space have it a little harder to store meat and i mean those last a couple of a couple of months uh so there's actually ways to store meat long term um you could smoke it or cure it dehydrate it brine it can it or some sort of natural refrigeration there's a lot of different ways to store meat so i do think it is good to have some meat stocked up as well but yeah this is really just a matter of prudence i think it's very wise to have a little bit of a supply uh, just you don't want to be the guy who has to rush to the store when there's a snowstorm coming in or a pandemic gets announced. You know, you just want to avoid that that rush. Just really, this, I see no reason not to reach this level. Level two, pretty basic, very attainable. Okay, uh, so that's level two. Anything else to add there? No, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. You don't want to be the guy who uh, rushes out last minute. Uh, to buy toilet paper or doesn't uh, know where to uh, even start when the, the plan is it, it, it is simple. You can just add a little bit on to uh, your bill each week. And I mean, at, at four weeks, at six weeks, at eight weeks, I mean, you, you've accumulated uh, a good bit of... Uh, of reserve you you've you've got your beans you bought your soups you bought your uh your, your your rice your your meat you you've you've taken care of that uh after a couple cycles of going to the store so it doesn't even take just one big rush of a uh of a shopping spree it's a very gradual thing and and, and yeah it is uh it is prudence and it is uh just having the discipline to uh to to stick to a plan yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's really the way to go here. Definitely working on this level right now. All right, and that let's move on to level three, which we're calling the novice prepper. Uh, the novice prepper will have food reserves for a couple of months. This is dry beans, dry rice, maybe some of those freeze dried, like long term stored food kits, which we uh, I've seen some of those. I think they're they're reasonable price, they're not too bad, they're good to have. Uh, then you probably want to have some survival supplies too, for sure. Like a water filtration system, just something so that you can go down to the creek and drink safe water. There's like filters, there's these little uh, iodine pills. Those are going to be hugely important. Fire starters, like a ferro run. Uh, and you can make some fire starters too. My favorite, which I just found out recently they're awesome it's a just take a cotton ball and soak it in like vaseline and it, it lights so easily with the striker and burns for a really long time so you can easily start a fire for one of those 
Got to have some knives, paracord, med kit, all this stuff. This is a this is a really good place to be. And, you know, really, this is also just prudence. I don't see any reason not to, to have these items on hand. We live in a very fragile system, and it just makes sense to have these kind of things. I will if be camp, then even better. You already got that stuff. I will be perfectly honest. I have just started on step three. Step three is my next attainable goal that I need to uh, work towards. Well, that's not too bad. You know, at least you're working on it. Let me know if you need any suggestions on some of this gear. I think I've got most of it, all of it. And honestly, that's just because I, I hike and backpack and stuff camp so yeah i know you had a uh you had a good start i saw all your uh supplies that you uh you hiked with so yeah yeah uh this is a good level and our last level apocalypse now is for the guy who can survive anything uh this is like you know has a year or more maybe multiple years of non-perishables uh but more importantly you're gonna have the skills to know how to fish and hunt and trap because the, the difference here is sustainability levels one two and three are all temporary level four is when you have the skills to sustain this long term which is what we all should strive for uh, these oh are yeah really good skills to build. i i would i would say level four is you're you're a survival expert whether you have the supplies or don't have the supplies you have the, the, the skills and the wherewithal and the the knowledge that you could survive almost any 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 situation. Yeah. So this is something I, uh, I think I got to work on for sure is the skill building. We, we compiled a list of some of the most important skills. Uh, we think first aid is definitely on that list. Uh, I need to work on this for sure. I had a first aid class years ago but really couldn't tell you anything from it probably would be worth getting uh one of those certifications again or maybe like a wilderness survival one and you always want to have a well-stocked first aid kit a fire building number two this is a good one and it's fun just go out in the woods practice building a fire but don't start any forest fires only Uh, you can prevent forest fires that's right Smokey the bear Someone asked me the other day if Smokey the Bear was propaganda. Do you think it's uh, is it propaganda technically? I, I I disagree because we have those Smokey the Bear memes now that say only you can prevent communism, and I think that's pretty based. Well, propaganda can be based. Yeah, so I, so I, I would say have... I would say like communists are definitely pro forest fire. I'm pretty anti forest fire, so I think Smokey the Bear is definitely an anti communist. I'm actually kind of. It, kind of pro forest fire we need them actually not the artificial you have the yeah you uh yeah you have the 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 california uh situation where they didn't do like the control burns and then literally like everything burned to the ground because yeah so they were just like oh yeah we don't need to allocate our resources here so yeah they thought they could mess with mother nature by putting out all the forest fires all right i'm i'm anti arsonists starting yeah. forest fires for no reason other than being arsonists and Smokey the Bear says no so good I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely pro Smokey the Bear don't get started Smokey the Bear with me yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> You're pro smoky, pro forest fire, anti arson. But yeah, fire building. This was a fun one. Um, I'm working on just getting really consistent with starting a fire with my my ferro rod or flint steel striker or something like that. Yeah. Um, because that's pretty sustainable. I got those things last forever. I got a couple of those and. I'll be able to start a lot of fires, but ultimately I want to be able to start a fire with sticks. I mean, that's just crazy. Maybe out West, I can have a chance of that out here on the, the rainy East coast. It's, it's pretty hard to find. Like you will have to come to, uh, you'll have to come down to my new, uh, new neck of the woods and we'll have to, uh, explore the wilderness. Cause yeah, um, probably the try there, but I'm thinking like Utah, uh, Utah's dry. But uh, yeah, fire building. How you're gonna get started fires? You don't use the fire starters, right? Uh, Say that like again. If you're, if you're going to a bonfire, are you starting the fire with like one of those fire starter things? What, like one of those like logs or whatever? Yeah. No. You have a ferro rod. I do not. Ooh, gotta get one. Gotta practice with it. The whole I, thing with fire building is like how to is building like a good bundle of tinder kindling. That's the key. Yeah. And it's harder than you think, so go out there and give it a try. Uh, you're right. Skill number three is to find and purify water. Now there are cases where you don't need to purify it. It's probably always better safe than sorry. But if you find a spring and the water is coming out of rocks, it's generally safe to drink. But I usually purified anyway just to be sure uh you need to have those uh filtration systems or like those iodine tablets to purify or you can always boil water and then like distill yeah. it but so this is this one's not that hard this is more dependent on having like good equipment uh, but you also have to be aware of like when to definitely not take the water even if you purify there's like you know, look at the colors, look at the smells. If they're sort of like, like there's a kind of a yellowish looking water, definitely don't take that. And not just <laughs> not just because it might be pee. Like that also could be like there's like in the woods, there's there's water that can have kind of a yellowish tint. Don't want to get orangish, maybe more orangey. And I've seen that. You don't want to take from there. Uh, definitely don't take from some kind of something like the uh, like the Schuylkill River. Which has like a bunch of toxic waste and like fish like creatures in it floating around. Gross. Um, but yeah, not too hard otherwise. Skill four is butchering. I want to learn a little bit this, about this. is a topic I wanted to talk about. Oh, let's hear it. So, I think that this topic is crucial because we don't have that many, uh, I guess, butcher shops. Uh, I guess really around in our society, especially in the uh, the the West, maybe uh, I, I need to go to some uh, more backwoodsier towns. But yeah, I definitely think that this is something that has become an issue with the demasculization of our society because. I kind of even just get, uh, I guess, like, grossed out or, or freaked out by, like, seeing, like, roadkill on, like, the side of the road or, like, seeing, like, animal guts or something like yeah. that. And that used to be a very normal 
common thing, even like just 50 to 100 years ago. And I mean, people, people who, who hunt have a, uh, I guess have a feel for it and people who yeah, do work in, still in, a lot of hunters. In, yeah, who, who do work in butcher shops obviously like deal with it but i feel like the average i don't know what to call it like working stiff like us is kind of uh kind of sheltered from it and then you're like oh how could you be and then, then it's it's almost like you stick your nose up at people and you're like how could you be so primitive and it's like we are humans in our most primitive form still and this is a mode of our survival like if if you buy chicken at the grocery store like someone had to kill that chicken to for you to consume it and i think we're so desensitized to the process i think just learning how to do it would definitely uh give you some self-reflection and give us some uh some some insight into how connected we really are with the uh with the earth. And I feel like we lose touch of that sometimes. So yeah, we're so removed from our food supply and I don't like how they uh, handle the meat at grocery stores. They do some pretty cruel stuff. They're like all the chickens and stuff. One time I was driving and I, on the highway and I drove past this truck that was basically just a big cage, like an 18 wheeler cage. And it was stuffed to the brim with chickens. Like they were like piled on top of each other, all limbs twisted and tangled together. They were like half sticking out of the cage. And they were alive and I was, that's it's so cruel looking I'd much rather like have a chicken out back that i just go out and like kill and butcher it's much more humane and uh, you get better quality meat that way too you know? they don't put a bunch of crap fillers and hormones and antibiotics in it so yeah this is a big one luckily still have some hunters you know how to do that and i'm i'm going to be going hunting some point soon i'm working on my hunter safety course uh ties us into Number five, fishing and hunting, which I have very little experience with. I've fished a handful of times and I didn't kill the fish or eat it, but I really want to go out there, catch a fish, and then take it home for dinner. It's going to be really cool. I went deep sea fishing oh. off the uh, the coast of the uh, the Carolinas, and that was very oh, cool. Perfect. But yeah, it was mostly uh, a catch and release uh, escapade just because of the size of the fish i think a couple people caught fish that were uh significant enough in size to uh take home and uh prepare but yeah hunt fishing and hunting definitely uh definitely big things definitely need to understand where your food is 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 coming from and the, the means to uh to get it i mean by our nature we're hunter hunter gatherers and uh I think that again we've we've gotten just gotten away from uh, our our human nature as uh, and we've kind of removed ourselves from the uh, the the ecosystem because we think we've uh, I don't know beat the game of the uh, of the world or the universe and that's just entirely entirely not true. Yeah, and I won't be surprised if uh, Mother Nature decides to take vengeance on all those. All the smug, smug humans who think they don't need to know how to do anything in nature. The city dwellers. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I do think, uh, unfortunately, I do think rough times are ahead for people who don't know how to fend for themselves. They're going to be waiting with a handout for, with, with their handout. And they're going to be really uh, disappointed with uh, what's, what's given them. Yeah, no, could, things could get rough. Maybe, you know, maybe everything will be fine. 
but maybe it won't. And even things are fine. So these are all good skills to have. Uh, number six is making clothing. So sewing is like the base element of this, but then work your way up to building, like making actual clothing items. I know absolutely nothing about this, but it does seem like a really good skill. I'd like to see you learn how to sew. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be pretty looking, that's for sure. I don't, I don't know if I know anyone who still has a sewing machine. Maybe my, my, my grandma, but. Wow, I think, yeah, my mom's got one. My mom can sew. My sister can maybe do a little bit. She needs to sew if she's listening, you know. Get to get to it. This is for you. I like the nice little shout out. Yeah. All right. Uh, seven. Oh, this is kind of a cool one. Plant identification. Most people can't really like name any kind of trees or plants in the woods, but they're, it's really useful to be able to do this. You can get food, you can get some herbs, you can get medicine, and then you also want to be able to avoid poison. So useful. Like I was, when I was in North Carolina this summer, um, Someone got into some poison ivy when we were on our camping trip, and one of the guys on the trip, he knows how to identify some plants. He's, he's a woodsman, and he found this plant that you can just like uh, kind of tear apart and get like the I don't even know what you call it, like the juices out of the leaf, and rub it on the the, the spot that was affected. And the poison ivy uh, effects are reduced like immediately. He had no no rash from it. So pretty cool stuff. You want to be able to find mushrooms that you can eat, uh, berries. Like it's really cool if someone is with you in the woods and they're like, "Oh, there, we can eat those berries, or oh, we can eat that mushroom." It's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. If you can't fish or can't hunt or can't find any water <clears throat> to a uh, source of water, I mean that 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 could literally be the difference between life and death. Yeah, for 100%. That's totally true. So yeah, I've got to look into this. Maybe get a book that has common plants and pictures in them. So yeah, this is a good one. And our final skill, which uh, is really important for so many different things, is rope work and knot tying. You know, I know a couple knots, but I'm not super comfortable with, with enough of them. But I think if you can learn like three or four good knots, you can do a lot. You can Because you need them for fishing, you need them for building shelter. You can build all kinds of like contraptions. You have good rope and good knots. Invaluable. Very good skill. You can build a, like you don't even need a tent. If you're good with, with knots and you have a tarp, you can have shelter for the night. I'd give my rope work and knot tying maybe like a six out of 10. Um, that's, that's pretty good. Decent. That's decent. That's, okay, six out of 10, that's I, not pretty good. It's okay. I am I am right about okay, but I definitely yeah. need to uh, to work on on that because that's yeah. something you could just work on, on on in your spare time. That that's not something that like plant identification where you got to get some uh, some some books and become a uh, a biology major or a botanist or or anything. Yeah, this one's easy. You just get a little like bit of a paracord and a YouTube video, and you'll be good to go in no time. So that's I'm definitely going to work that's, on this one. That's, that's easy. I would say number two, fire building is not hard, not not overly difficult after you get the tools. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, for first aid, uh, I would say that's just getting the proper supply again. Uh, three, yeah, I would say uh, four through uh, six are probably going to take you a little bit more time to. Yeah, so that was butchering, eat. fishing, hunting, and, and making clothes. Those will take some yeah, time. Yeah, I, I would say those would take you a little bit more time to master but just getting acquainted acquainted with them is invaluable and just becoming familiar with uh, some of the processes that go into those yeah would make your life better yeah so let's let's all pick one of these everyone's listening to pick a skill to develop and then work on fortifying your proper level or moving up into the next one so i'm going to be say that again say that no say that again say that again which what say what no say that again why that that was that was so good that was unbelievably amazing you said fortifying your prepper level (laughs) that was that was that was amazing say it one more time okay so Let's wrap it up here by everyone picking one of these skills to develop and then fortify your prepper level. Uh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> it, it just really gets my juices flowing when you fortify. say fortify. So you gonna, how are you going to fortify your prepper level? I am going to fortify my prepper level by evaluating where I need to make improvements in the skill building uh, category and that's really where I need to work work on is filtration system, fire starter, uh, med kit. I mean those those are the next steps and probably a uh, uh, a ready bag. I would say. Oh, dude! That, one more very important that, one. That, that that's something that we kind of skimmed over but all of those things back. should be yeah. in your in your in your ready bag where yeah. if you if you have to leave somewhere and just go it has some food that'll last you a couple days it'll have all all of these things can, can you name something else maybe some cl- maybe some uh some warm clothes some some, cl- some clothes warm clothes yeah actually there's something else we missed too we need a little addendum here because the to go bag really good idea also ammo how do we miss ammo that's key so I'm going to buy some more ammo for sure. I'm going to work on my rope work and fishing. That's going to be a longer term skill. But I'm going to work on that. That's true. I think I think I think rope work is a good place to start. I, I'd like to work on my uh, my fire building. Maybe uh, yeah. we can get together and you can uh, show me some technique. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. And then yeah, it's just working on uh, getting those uh, long term skills uh, ironed yeah. out. But yeah, there's really no reason not to be working on this, and there's every reason to. Things are shaky right now, and it's wise to be prepared. That's really all there is to it. Things are looking kind of rough for the future of the West. Turbulent times, and you don't want to be caught unprepared. You just don't. It won't be nice. So work on that, and uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you next time.